0: Hello all you Reinventors, this is Leslie Jane Seymour and I'm the founder of this podcast and also the founder of CoveyClub.com where we talk a lot about reinvention and we have tons and tons of free reinvention advice and downloads and guides and everything which you should definitely access. Today, I am so thrilled to bring you a very dear friend, somebody who was really a kind of mentor out there for me when I first started in the magazine business, Maureen Lippi. And she's just this incredible mover and shaker. She, when I knew her, she was um, running her own PR agency and in the beauty and fashion area. And I was always coming up with interesting, fascinating things, ways to reinvent brands, and ways to reinvent how you put your story out there. That was always Maureen. We traveled together to different things. Um, Always a great talker, always a great idea person. And now she has a book out, which is all about reinvention, which is called Radical Reinvention. Reimagine, reset, reinvent in a disruptive world based on her experience after COVID, and the loss of her husband, where she had to rethink everything. So let me just give you a little bit of her background. Radical reinventor and serial reinventor, Maureen Lippi is founder and chairman of iconic commu- communications agency, Lippi Taylor, based in New York City. Over the course of 30 years since its inception, Maureen has provided brand building counsel to leading companies, including Procter & Gamble, Walmart, Clairol, Ikea, Johnson & Johnson, Allergan, Nestle, Bayer, Constellation Brands, Keurig, Dr. Pepper, Intel, Kmart, and Nordstrom. I mean, again, another underachiever for Covey Club. Maureen began her career as a fashion editor at Vogue magazine, and then served as beauty and health editor at Harper's Bazaar. So I know you're going to love this conversation. She talks deeply personally about the challenges she had and how she reinvented herself afterwards. So please enjoy Maureen, welcome to the podcast. This is so wonderful to have you on the podcast. Oh, Leslie, just to
1: hear your voice, oh, I haven't heard it in a long time. I am so thrilled and I love your podcast, so I'm honored to be a part of it. So thanks so much for including Great. me.
0: So, well, you are somebody who is foundational in my getting started and my having sort of an idea of how you do things in the in the old days when uh, we were, you know, when there were magazines and PR and all kinds of crazy fun stuff that we did. So for people who don't know you, um, just really briefly, I always like to find out like, where did you grow up and how did you get started with what you did before? Can we just give them a very short synopsis of where you grew up and what you ended up doing before you got to this point? major point. I mean, you have reinvented many times, but this major point of reinvention we're going to talk about.
1: Sure. Um, I was born in New York City, born and raised, spent a few years. I don't like to talk about them very much in in Short Hills, New Jersey, um, which was very transformational for me. Then went to school. And when I got out of school, I went right back to New York and had, you know, 400 roommates with one bathroom and had (laughs) that wonderful, fun experience of being young and having, uh, trying to have a great time in New York. My first job was at Vogue magazine. It's a miracle till this day. I don't know how I got in, but I did. And then like you, I think you did this too. I was um, an intern. It was called a rover in those days. Oh God, rovers. Yes, I remember rovers. rovers. Yes. I was a rover for almost a year. I worked three months with Cy Newhouse. I'm sure you read this in the book because that's an interesting part of my story that I didn't even realize until I was writing the book, the whole Cy Newhouse story. Mm -hmm. And it was with Alex Lieberman. I was with Amy Green. I went around all the best and biggest Um, editors and just had a blast and was holding out to get a position at Vogue in the fashion department. Well, it finally opened up, which was great. Um, And then I eventually became a fashion editor, moved over to Harper's Bazaar with Carrie Donovan. She took me over with her um, to become senior fashion editor. And then they told me I was going to be the beauty director, beauty and health. I said I would do it only if they would give me health because, You Mm -hmm. can't have beauty without good health. So they let Mm -hmm. me do health as well. Um, And that's when, you know, I always loved beauty, but my whole world opened up um, because, you know, that's where the marketing was. It's where all the smart people were, um, where all the strategy was. So I learned a lot. Um, Then I left Harper's Bazaar and became a spokesperson and for everybody from Clarel P&G, I introduced the beauty division at Procter Gamble. So I would only go out um, two days every other week. And I also was introduced to the public relations industry by becoming their PR person for Dell Labs, which was Sally Hansen and Flame Glow and a bunch of you know inexpensive products which I didn't know anything about coming from Vogue, Vogue and Bizarre, but it was a great experience because all I had to do was take people like you to lunch and talk about these products so I then eventually was doing a lot of makeovers and did one on Regis Philbin show um, and he asked me if I would if I would continue the producer pulled me aside and said would you continue to do this I said of course so for about a year and a half I did makeovers on on uh, Regis and, and Kathy Lee show every Friday, which was great because it introduced me to television. And as a spokesperson, what's great you go across the country, but you you learn about you learn about radio, you learn about newspapers and you learn about TV. I only knew print. So it really um it taught me a lot. I learned really all the media. So mm-hmm. it it was it was a great experience. But then guess what? I was pregnant. So I, they wanted me to do my pregnancy on air, but I thought, eh, no, I want to, I really want to enjoy this. So I, I didn't do that. And then after Nicholas was born, I decided that, you know, I didn't want to go back to editorial. Honestly, Leslie, there was no money in editorial, and I could see that.
0: I know there was never <laughs> any
1: money in editorial. <laughs> we would get everything free, but we weren't going to make any money. And I believe so strongly that a woman. Has to be emotionally as well as financially independent yes. and i had a fantastic husband and he was very successful as a publisher but still i like i i liked seeing my own money build. so i had my own bank account he had his and then we had a shared one for for house expenses but i really believe believe strongly in the importance of that um so started lippy taylor i knew Enough about public relations at that point to know what they were doing wrong and how they were not marketing to editors in a creative or very strategic way. You know, I as a beauty editor, every day I'd get like maybe 25 or 30, and you know you were a beauty editor. Oh my God, yes. You know, they would go into a big black hole. So I tried to kind of reinvent the delivery and give it a life and a breath and at, at least hope that you would see it when it entered your your office. So now, 30 years later, I'm still at Lippy Taylor, founder and chairman, and it's, we're almost got 275 people. That's so, incredible. Yeah, I've been really lucky because, I, again, when I look back and think if I had stayed in editorial, I, like a lot of my friends, I would be out of work and some That's of them. That's right. Good. So um, I'm very lucky and it's not lost on me. I'm extremely grateful that I have this wonderful career. Because in those days, all the, all the editors were saying, why are you going to the dark side, the PR side? They have a light side. Well, who's laughing now? Who's um, laughing now? Laughing, yes. I'm oh, my God. With, with gratefulness and glee. So <laughs> that's a little right. bit of, a, of, of, of my background. Then COVID entered our lives, and we all you know went through the scourge of that. Um, but during the pandemic, I, I I desperately tried to keep my company together because, you know, so many companies just they, they ended during right. COVID because people were so disparate and they were all over the country. Um, and I tried to keep my family together um, and my husband alive and healthy. And and while we more than you know doubled our business at that time, when most agencies were laying off and furloughing workers, I lost my husband. And my business partner of almost 40 years to COVID. So I obviously needed a very radical reinvention. And that's how I kept myself and my company and my family together. I mean, it was devastating. So, I mean, you know, Jerry and I were the biggest love of my life. And we were, as I said, almost 40 years together. And he became my business partner as well. So we were deeply entwined. So I went on a deep, deep journey of rediscovery. And it was hard and it, and it was radical, hence the title, Radical Reinvention. But I really believed that, you know, I learned a lot and I believe that my story could help a lot of people who were really struggling with the same need to kind of reinvent, reimagine, kind of reset their lives and, and really transform, which I had to do I because I had no idea who I was after losing him. I knew I was a business owner. I was a mom, but that other side of my intimate and personal and love life was completely gone. I remember going to a doctor's office and I had to sign with, I had to check the yeah. box for single. I, of course I checked, married, wasn't ready to do that, but you know, I'm no stranger to reinvention. You know, my, you know, my whole story, I constantly was sort of reinventing myself one way or another. Um, and I I had a great ride with With my career, I had a, a great career and still do. But that loss was brutal. Um, yeah, you know i've 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 been blessed throughout my life, but the death of my husband, the loss and the loneliness were it was it was shocking. and and it was also so unexpected because it was covid. So I had no plan in place. i had I couldn't imagine my life without him. So and really it big,
0: sounded it sounded like um from the story you tell in the book, like it happened overnight. He wasn't terribly sick. It was you were sick, he was sick, and it was kind of like it was not we a were big, both sick It was obviously. not obvious, right? It well, was not
1: we, No, we it wasn't expected. We both had early COVID, early, you know, early March right. COVID. Obviously, we got it in New York, went out to the Hamptons, and then all the family came because the whole world closed down. And I was sick for about eight weeks, but he never, he just could not get over it. Um, he just, he, he just lost his mobility um, and eventually passed away, which again was unexpected, but it was, you know, it, it was, it, it was, I keep using the word brutal, but it, it was brutal and it it's so much better now, but it was really hard at the time. So the combination of the loss and the the personal loss of my husband and then the need to, you know, transform my company. Like right. what's my company? What is my company now? Um, And we, we had, we decided early on, we're not going to let anybody go. We're not going to furlough anybody. We're keeping everybody. We're going to take that risk and it cost a lot of money in the first couple of months, but then it just, it took off. And it, within two years, the company doubled, it's now tripled. So wow. while I had it, horrific experience losing my husband i was so fortunate to be able to keep my my company and see it grow because so many women lose their husbands and they lose their souls and they lose the house and they lose yes. you know, they they they're in financial terrible distress so i've seen that yep i've seen it too i've seen it too and it's why i you know i speak so openly about the importance of financial as well as emotional um interdependence not interdependence but total total independence i have friends lawyers doctors who you know gave it up because they got married and had children and you know 10 years later he comes home and you know he tells the story that there's somebody else in his life and he wants the house and he's going after the children you know we hear this all the time so again just staying financially independent is just so so important so the i you know i i had to put myself together and i thought i'm i'm going to journal this you know everybody is so encouraging people to keep journals i never did but i did i did start to keep a journal and that is really the beginning of um of radical reinvention you know and that it was the impetus to keep the journal that um that turned into a book
0: right. and
1: the book became my therapy I I believe in having a therapist. I explored it, but it didn't work out for me. So I decided I'm gonna do it on my own, but the book was my lifeline to my outside world. Um, Mm -hmm. And I really detailed very carefully how I managed to sort of reset my life and reclaim who I am, you know, reclaim my identity and get back to work. Um, The other lifeline was how lucky I was that I had a job, that I had a company that had colleagues who I mm-hmm. loved loved me, and I would walk into work, and I would be just just thrilled to be there and just take my mind off, you know, everything else that was happening to me on a on a personal level. Um, so, you know, I I came or put together an eight step reinvention toolkit for me that really worked, and I thought this, you know, this this could help other people as mm-hmm. well. You know, I realized that the book was going to be my reinvention but it could really help other people and you know I was thinking about doing a book on reinvention but when I lost my husband I realized that this you know this was really radical yeah I just totally reimagined myself and like opened my heart as well as my heart to write this really as you read it it's deeply personal and yeah I don't talk about myself but I made up my mind that I'm going to do this my reader is going to know everything that I know and she's going to know every or he every part of my life so I just decided to open up and you know tell the whole story and start from the beginning till up till now because I just wanted to be fully transparent so it's really I mean the book is deeply personal it's really like a memoir and a, and a love story way mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. my husband but it's also a business leadership book you know the back half is all right. about kind of everything that I've learned, the importance of being a personal brand, you know, we forget, when we go online, and we're, you know, on all these, all the all these sites. And, you know, when you go to get a job, I can tell you, our, our HR people, they check everything that you have ever written online, or as much as they can. So I really that's important. And I go into that a lot, because I think, that we are personal brands. And as women, we have to realize that we're selling, we're always selling. We right. don't think of ourselves in sales, but everything you and I did in the old days, you know, with the, in the magazine world, our pages were selling or they weren't. And if they right. weren't selling, that we didn't keep our jobs. But right. I think women don't think of themselves or don't want to think of themselves as being, you know, in the business of sales. Right. Uh, and I, you know, honestly, if Jerry hadn't passed, I'm not sure I would have written a book. Um, but it was just such a radical reinvention, and it was so right. immediate that I just felt I can do this, and it will be so good for me. As I said earlier, as heartbreaking and painful as it was, I was on a new journey that I that I was starting, and I had to reinvent myself. But so I can really, you- I writing the book just made it so much easier for me that's what i'm i'm just trying to say and i you know i just continue to reinvent
0: and hopefully continue to transform myself and my company sorry that's all right can you do talk it. about how you reinvented specifically can you give us some before and afters like three before and afters you you were this before that after do you have like three things that we could understand how radical that reinvention is sure um
1: Physically, there were things that really helped me sleep. I was never a good sleeper. Ah, become a better sleeper. I got an aura ring. I now know. I love that. my aura ring. Yeah. Oh my! I couldn't live without it. Sleep. I. I just became so apparent that if I don't get good sleep, I am never ever going to feel good um, when I wake up in the morning. So sleep was incredibly important. I also, Leslie. Got into nature in a way that I hadn't before because I was very important I was living out you know in Long Island so I was at the house I walked on the grass I got into grounding you know the importance of bare feet into the into grass was so important going to the beach you know any place that I can kind of ground myself in nature flowers gardening all of that helped me so much um music and movement you know I I figured out the music that that really could calm me down. And, and the workouts that that would make me feel better about myself than when I started, because I was, hadn't been working out during COVID. So I had to completely get on a new routine of movement. And it, you know, it helps depression. And me, I find that music, I have music on in the house all the time. And I also realized that I, I wasn't sure of what my joy was in life. I mm. had to, find joy. I had to find passion. Um, And I did, you know, I, I started reading more, I started writing the book, I had to stay busy, I had to get out of the house. If I was alone for too long, you know, the brain would my, you know, my brain would sort of take over. I also read, speaking of the brain, a number of books on the brain, and how you know, the impact of the brain on the body and how depression sets in and how to try to eliminate it. I learned a lot about the brain. I didn't know anything about, about, about the the brain. And I started taking classes, um, in, in different things. I took a photography class, which I I love for you. Yeah. I love photography, but I took the, like how to, because I use my phone and I, I can take good pictures, but I learned so much about how to take better pictures and better video on my, um, on my, just on my, on my, on my phone. Right. No, I, I think the thing that helped me the most was, was work, was that I had the ability to go into an office and do heavy work. Um that helped tremendously.
0: Did I lose you? No, no, I'm here. Oh, no. I'm so I sorry. Think, yeah, here. no, I think that makes sense. I think that all that all makes a lot of sense. Very interesting. Do you want to talk about your eighths? step reinvention toolkit, your actual eight steps that you found, and then you went out and explored with people on the outside? Sure. Just give Uh, us a, you know, you don't have to go into each one of them, but maybe talk about the three top ones that you think people need to know about. Of course, all eight are in the book.
1: The first and the most important one really was the review
0: I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I was like, oh my goodness, she's going to make me review everything. That seems like I don't want well, to do that, do but it's important.
1: If you don't review where you're at at the time and in order to reimagine, you need to do a full review of what's going on in your life and what, you know, what what are what are the pressure points? What are the the pain points? What are the things that, you know, give you the joy like my friends, like my beautiful son. Thank God another, you know, I have a I have a son who's with me all the time he works in my company he lives eight blocks from me he just got married that's less. so
0: fabulous so, yeah but, so you know
1: he was the biggest joy in my life mm-hmm. my son my friends mm-hmm. but I had to take I had to take stock I had a review I had to I had to know where I was at the time and I had to have the courage to kind of reassess the life journey and to discover how was I going to transform and get better and get well um, and get over the disappointment and the loss. So the review was the most important, and then the, then the review led me to. And I would say the set the second most important was to, the recovery. How am I going to get past this? How am I going to get past these days that are just so lost and lonely and depressing? I just had to get out of that that I had to get out of that place because I was I was traumatized for a couple of months, but I'm. I'm very grounded, and I was really able to pull myself out, but I had to really think about the recovery, and it's, you know, it's very different for different people. For me, it was being with my family and being with my friends a lot of the time, and I became the life of the party because I didn't want to be that woman who has lost her husband and is sad, and nobody wants to be around, so I would make plans. I would, you know, let's go to the theater. Let's do this. Let's go to the beach. let's Let's have a beach party at night. I was constantly coming up with things to do with my with my best friends and staying um staying really busy was again my salvation and it 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 was really important and it was a big step in my recovery was knowing that if I stayed busy i I would be better. And then I you know I learned how to get better sleep so and I learned to listen to podcasts at night because I was used to having my the, my beautiful life my beautiful husband in bed with me at night talking so podcasts no television I just got into podcasts at night and they are still this day and they helped me get through that you know the initial 10 minutes of oh damn it I where's my husband I want him here um and you know career volunteering and I got on more a few boards um want to step up which is all about I don't know if you know this, the, the step. Oh up yeah. Thing.
0: I've done step or step sure up you know, before. Well, yes.
1: Yep. For the last three or four years. And I got very active in that. And I think that really helped me to look at, you know, in terms of a recovery, I have to, I have to have purpose. I have to have service. If I don't have that I'm blank. I'm, I'm unfeeling. So that was really important to me. And then of course, all my, you know, my colleagues here at work, how I could help them get through, COVID and, and, you know, we were all in it together. So that, um, that was, that was important. And then, then I had to kind of go into remembering and sort of that was the kind of the process of aligning, you know, my, my truth and doing all the hard inner work that it takes to get well again. Um, It's it, it, I just had to remember what life was like. I had to remember the importance of, you know, before Jerry, Um, And what it's like now. And I had to be really clear that I loved my life now. So family, you know, largely impacted on that development. Um, And just, again, remembering that I have to be grateful for what I have. I have this beautiful family. I have this beautiful company. I don't have to worry financially. These are things that most women don't have this when they lose their husband or if they lose somebody else, a parent, God forbid, a child. You're you know you you you're so behind the eight ball, but I was very fortunate that I had these other aspects of my life that just kept me in that state of gratefulness. It was never lost on me that I had the things that many other women didn't when they were experiencing great loss. So, and then the I would say the most important part was reimagining. I had to really reimagine who am I and who do I want to be? Um, So I, you know, I, I, I had a vision, I had my values, I held tight to my values. I think values are really important. And when you're in a bad place, to kind of realign on your values and stay true to them, what's really important to you for me, with all the values that I respect, family was the most important one, staying close to my cousins, as well as my son and my, you know, just, I have a, a beautiful family. And I started seeing
0: them more often and they helped me so much. Um, Can you talk a little bit about what podcasts helped you through this? Did you have any ones that were particularly helpful? I feel like podcasts have become the new magazines. I oh, get all of my information. I get all of my, you know, books to read. I get everything from podcasts now. Do you?
1: I do. One of my one of my favorites, my all time favorites that I keep going to is "We Can Do Hard Things," because oh, okay, that's what I was doing I was doing hard things, and they helped me so much. And there's something also about their voices, you know, they're they're just because at night you don't want someone who's screaming. A couple of about two years ago, I got into Smartless, you know, with those guys.
0: Smartless makes me I, I as so I tried to do it. A detox, yes, a morning detox. I got into smartless. I know I got into smartless. I like Maria Shriver's
1: um, uh, podcast. I also like Tim Ferriss, and sometimes you know, I some of the men who are more aggressive, I can't take them at night, but I like them. You know, I, I like them during the day. I like Coda Copies. Um, I like her podcast now. Oh, I, there's so many. I, I don't. Okay. Oprah. I still like Oprah. I still like Oprah's podcast. She brings on amazing people. Right. Um, she Wrote a book with Arthur. I forget his name. Arthur. But he he's a, um, a he's a doctor and he's an expert and it's a, and it's a great book. But it's she did a three part podcast. I listened to it three nights in a row. Okay. So good, I highly recommend it. So kind of like you know the more relaxing ones, and then then the I love all the health ones, wellness, fitness. Love all of them. Learn so much. The thing that happens to me though is I I get up and I start you know I'm putting in my notes. I'm I'm constantly taking notes. I'm not sleeping. Um, (laughs) That's that's okay. Better than being alone and not being able to sleep. So I think kind of reimagining and holding tight to your values and your truth and your and your vision of what you want your life to be is really important. You got to be really clear, you know, and take notes um and 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 I think journaling is very important. There's something about writing things down. Yes. I'm school, school, if I want to remember something, I have to write it down. That's why during my podcasts, I'm writing everything I'm hearing because I never remember mm-hmm. it in 5 minutes, never mind in the morning. So um, yeah, podcasts, podcasts, I love them. And I, and I learn just so much from them.
0: In the review, what did you find that you wanted to change when you said you start with a review? What was there? Was there one or two things that very specifically you decided needed, needed changing? Was it spending more time with family? Was it, what were the things that you discovered?
1: Um, I think, the first thing is that I I knew that I wasn't working out, and I oh. my was not where it needed to be, and I think that was because of COVID, and it was because I got sick. Of course, I was home, and I I had twelve people staying in my house during COVID, so I and I, we were just having fun cooking great dinners and eating, and I didn't gain weight, but I knew I was out of shape. That so that was the first thing. Exercise makes me feel better, and. Yep. I, I get really down on myself and can get really angry at myself if I'm, if I'm, if I'm not working out. So I would say working out, I would also say the sleep that I mentioned, learn, really knowing that sleep, I am going to be a basket case. I'll never get through this trauma or the depression if, if I don't get good sleep. So I learned sleep. I bought a couple of books on sleep and the brain, as I mentioned to you. Um, I also knew that I had to get outside of myself and I had to find things that gave me happiness. And again, that was the photography classes. I took a, um, I, I took some dance classes. Again, I just wanted to move my body, but I wanted to feel, I wanted the endorphins to go up to, to my brain. I just wanted to feel happy because that's gone when you're, when you're in a trauma state, you know, you, there's no, yes. unless you really work on it. So I really, worked on it. And I also realized that going into the office um, was important for me because I was out in Long Island in my, you know, in a in a house. I wasn't in my apartment in the city. I kind of I didn't give it up, but I wasn't coming in. And I realized, you no, know, you get your butt into the office because you're surrounded by people you love and who love you. And I you needed
0: the, the routine. I needed the routine. I, I, mm. needed,
1: the, I needed to be challenged. I needed mm. to
0: take myself out of myself. Yes, get out of yourself. Yes.
1: Get out of yourself and stop feeling sorry for yourself and just get out there and put your number on and, and be important and be yeah. important to yourself. Otherwise, I could have stayed in bed and just pulled the covers over my head and you know everybody would have said, "Oh, it's all right. She's recovering." Well, no. There's no you you can't do it that way. You just got to get up and you got to and you got to move. Um and you have to be, you know, again, I think having a purpose in life is so important yes. you know, Vital. What do you do for other people purpose and service two things that just, I found were really important for me and again I'm not thinking about myself when I'm you know mentoring young girls up in in the Bronx um you know what 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 could be better than to be you know sharing with them my life story and what worked for me and 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 what didn't work and how and when I got into trouble and how important failure is i mean i just i feel that failure is totally transformational yeah i think you learn more from failure than you than you than you learn from success um
0: true true yeah at least i so, i i did i agree so we're pulling to an end here you've given us so many tips maureen where can people find your book and where can they find you are you well, on social book- media do you have handles
1: I, I'm really not on social media. It's okay. embarrassing to tell you that. That's I all right. Should, having written a book, I should be all over social media, but I'm not. It's so ironic to me that I wrote such a personal book because I am so private. I I just never, and I'm in the communications business, and I'm <laughs> not, I'm not on. I I view other people, but I am not really on those on those places. But I'm in the city company is is in the city. We're downtown. Um and they I find the, the book, book at any bookstore or yeah. Amazon. Any bookstore. Okay, store. Amazon. Okay. Can, I think the best place is to order it on Amazon. And if anybody wants to just, you know, read it on their Kindle, I think it's still I think we still made it available on the Kindle for like nothing like a dollar. Oh
0: fabulous. That's what I wonderful. learned
1: which I think is interesting. James Patterson, all those big writers when they come out with their book, frequently they just it's free online, you know, oh. at least for a couple of months. So, wow! Yeah, I I did didn't know that. That I got into the book business. Um. Anyway, it's all good, and I just have to tell you and your listeners that I am in such a good place. I'm so happy. Oh. Um. I realized I, you know, I don't need another partner, but I I do like the companionship of of you know the male companionship but I just don't think I could ever fall in love again but it's okay when you have the biggest love that I had I don't know anybody who had what I had so I am just fine with that but I'm just happy and I'm just traveling and being with friends and stay very busy and if anybody wants to invite me to the to party I am the life
0: (laughs) I'm inviting you down to New Orleans whenever you come I we the biggest parties I will be down here. here. <laughs> I, I'm just so much fun. So That's
1: great yes, you are. <laughs> you don't have to be in that drag. Yes, you lost your husband, but people have you know, yes. people people, children. So and and losing a husband is terrible because it's your partner. But but you do and can get over it. But you have to work at it. You okay. really have to work at it and buy some books. You know, get on some you know some really good podcasts um anyway i'm, I'm happy to tell everybody so
0: advice you wanted me to you gave us so much advice we're we're we've got it all unless you have a few more things you want to tell us um
1: one of my favorites and it speaks to what i think i just spoke about is i think confidence is a better luck than doubt i think that's really important um you know, be, be, be intentional when things are really looking down and you feel like you're getting depressed. You really, you've got to follow your passion and your joy. We have to have fun in life. Even yes. when you don't think it's possible to let it in, we have to start to let it in. Another thing, never worry alone.
0: I just oh, think that's interesting. I've never heard being that
1: alone or being depressed alone. It It's not a good thing. My girlfriends, oh my God. And my son, have helped me so much. So I stopped worrying or feeling sorry for myself alone. And I tried not to feel sorry for myself. Um, So what else? Leadership, leadership, you know, that's, we we could do another podcast on leadership. Yes, that's (laughs) That's a separate topic. (laughs) That's a a totally separate title. But also, I and this this is my last, because I know we're running out of time. Have heroes, you know, have your heroes, but also be a hero, be one. Right, good. you know, excellent, it, and 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 bite off more than you can chew. I oh, know well, you, I like that. Don't bite off
0: more than go for it. Bite off the great. Whole thing. Bite off the whole thing, right? Bite off the more whole than thing. you can swallow. <laughs> Way more than you can chew. Wonderful, Maureen. Thank you so much. So wonderful to hear you're good. I love all the information. People will go out and grab the book. And hopefully you will, as you always do, help other people move along in their lives too. Thank you so much.
1: Leslie, I love talking to you and I hopefully will
0: see you very soon. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with the wonderful Maureen Lippy. I hope you'll grab her book. I hope it will help you with your reinvention. Again, if you're serious about reinventing, please mosey over to CoveyClub.com and at least grab the newsletter. It's free, Every all the content is free for you. And if you're serious about really getting something done, come join Covey Club. You have a, a month that's free. You can check us out, see if we're for you. If not, you can just walk away, cancel, nope, no problem. But what we do is we put you together with like-minded women who are in the process of reinventing. And I will tell you after having done it myself, do not do this alone. It is really tough. If you can do it with a bunch of girlfriends, do it with women just like you who are very accomplished, um, but are in transition. As Maureen says, it's very hard to do these kinds of things all by yourself. So please don't. Um, check us out. We put you together with such fabulous women who will help you get to where you're going and even better, you can help them get to where they're going. It's a mutual relationship and it's really fun and rewarding. And also, if you like the podcast, please give us five stars and a review that helps other people find us and share us with anybody, you know, who's in the process of reimagining, rethinking, reinventing, whatever they are doing with the R in front of it. Thank you so much and we'll see you next time.